Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, or good afternoon, depending on the time in your time zone. I want to welcome you to another edition of In the Author's Corner with Etienne. I'm your host, Etienne Gibbs, and today we are going to spend some time talking with a good friend of mine, Denise Michaels. Now, Denise carries and wears several hats. She's a book coach. She's a ghostwriter. She has been an author. We'll find out today what she's up to. We're doing a follow-up on her special project she's working on. So let's go ahead and say welcome to Denise. Hi, Denise. Good morning again. Good morning, Evian. It's wonderful to be here again. Good. Glad to have you. Now, you are always on the go, either figuratively or literally. What are you up to these days? What am I up to these days? Ah, Lots of things. Um, my husband and I are leaving tomorrow morning to go to uh, Galveston, Texas. A client is flying me out on a book that I helped out with, and um, they're having like an annual fundraiser, and so I'm going to be on the platform as somebody who helps with their book, which is kind of exciting because I'm usually kind of hidden, you know. Um, maybe I get yes. in the acknowledgement page of the book, but but. Uh, at any rate, that's that's kind of exciting. But the big thing I have happening in the end of April is I'm going on a transatlantic cruise um, across the yeah. Atlantic Ocean. And um, I'm doing uh, the second of my Write Your Book workshop at Sea there. So I'm really excited about that. My voice might sound a little bit different. Wow. I'm getting over a cold. So anyway, yeah, yeah, it's very exciting. Um, people who like wow, wow, cruises wow. love this kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's very cool. Well, this is exciting. I, I'm, I'll i be remiss if, if I don't mention your background a little bit. So let's back up a little bit and tell our audience who you are in terms of the literary field. You have been an author, and what did you do after that? Uh, well, I did a lot of things before I was an author. Uh, I worked with New York Times mega, mega best-selling authors, which, you know, the cool thing about that is it put me in the milieu on a Monday through Friday basis being around book authors. Uh, And, you know, one of the big things I learned through that experience is, one, is it, it, it gave me the seed of the idea that became my book, which became a business bestseller and sold in 16 countries. Um, but it also gave me the impression being around people who were authors like that. It's like, you know what? They're not any smarter than I am, you know, Uh right? Uh But but I had a really strong writing background my whole life. I mean, I was a little girl of eight years old and getting a book report back from the teacher 
um, with eight bucks plus and a gold star on it and looking up and going, I want to be a writer, you know. Wow. And, uh, majoring yes. in, in journalism in college as well as marketing and doing a lot of business kind of writing for a while. So like I did ad copywriting and PR writing and market research and, you wow. know, all kinds of things. So, um, yeah, but that was that whole background that led me up to working with this author, and then I wrote my own book. Um, and I leveraged that book for a very long time. And what I mean by leveraged is the fact that I was a book author and I had a book out there, um, and it was pretty, it was a substantive book too. It wasn't, you know, like the ebooks that you see that are like a bunch of fluff and 20 point type and, you know, lots of blank spaces and stuff like that. It was a good book. And and I, I still love yes. it to this day. Um, but the fact that I had that book meant that I got more clients and I could charge more money uh, for what I did, sort of oh. as a marketing mentor. In fact, eight years after my book came out, I still had people that would call me on the phone and they would say, I got a copy of your book. I loved it. I want to work with you. I hope you're not too expensive, you know. Now, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Like how many of your listeners would love to be in a situation where people call them on the phone and say something like that, you know? So, right? I guess all of them it, it, would. Yes. Right. I mean, exactly. I mean, I, the woman who said those exact words, I remember, um, I, well, it happened a couple times, but one that's popping up in my brain, she was a New York City attorney. And I thought, well, a New York City attorney, she charges four or five hundred dollars an hour. It's like my rates aren't going to scare yeah. her at all, you know, right? So, um, yes. Anyway, it just having the book did so much for me. Especially, I live in Las Vegas. Las Vegas was like uh-huh. the toughest city hit by what we're now calling the Great Recession. And I know a lot of people who did what I did. I was kind of a marketing business consultants, um, and they did the same kind of thing. And they had to hang up their shingle and go back to work in the corporate world while I just kept getting more clients and raising my fees every year because I had a book, you know. Wow. So about, um, I would say maybe seven years ago, um, while I was in the middle of all of this, people started asking for help writing their books. You know, now, why they initially asked me that, I had – Nothing on my website. I had, you know, I mean, I mean there's, there was no reason for anyone to believe my book wasn't ghostwritten. I mean, it wasn't, but, you know, how do they know? But people started coming to me because they liked yeah. my book and asked for help with it. And so I started helping people do that. And that kind of, uh, after a couple of years, I thought, you know what? I really think there's something in this. And marketing was changing so much. It was like, Everything is about click here and click there and Facebook ads and everything. And that wasn't yeah. the part of marketing that excited me so much. So at any rate, uh, five years ago, I made the shift to helping people write books. As a book coach, um, I edit books only for my book coaching clients. It's like if somebody comes to me with um, a, just a manuscript and they just want it edited, Generally, that's not real high on my priority, but if they're getting the book coaching together, 
then I also edit. Yeah. And I'm also what's called a ghost writer, which means I'll actually write a book for a client. It's a very collaborative process where I'm interviewing them chapter by chapter and, you know, I make it sound like them because I listen to the kind of vocabulary words they use and terminology and, you know, all of those things. But but that's that's what I do and that's where I'm at. And I did one of these um, Write Your Book at Workshop at Sea two years ago, and that was a transatlantic cruise as well. Um, from Miami to Barcelona, uh-huh. Spain. Um, this one goes from Miami to Great Britain, you know, and I'm really, really excited. It's on Royal Caribbean, and, <laughs> and uh, it's, yeah. it's awesome, you know. So anyway, yeah. but I'm only gonna I'm only gonna take four people because I like okay. giving very personalized attention, and. Um, yeah, I just I like giving very personalized attention. I want to keep it small. I want to be able to enjoy myself on the cruise as well, you know. But basically, yes. the workshop is going to be two hours every day. You know, it'll be like ten to noon. You know, so you have a relaxing yeah. breakfast, and then you come into the workshop for a couple hours, and then you have all day to work on your book. And I'm going to recommend people yes. put about two hours a day per afternoon or evening, you know, whenever they feel they work best into their book and spend the rest of yes. the time enjoying the prep, you know. So anyway, wow, that's, wow, wow, wow. That's, that's what's up, yeah. <laughs> I'm stuck. I'm stuck when you were eight, you know, eight years old. While most youngsters are either born with a spoon in their mouth, you probably were born with a pen in your mouth because you came out writing right away. A pen in my mouth, that's funny. That's funny. Probably not far from it. So. Okay. All right. Now, tell me the title of that book again. Is it is it the one that uh, the world is waiting for your book? Well, my book is out of print, but it was called uh, oh, Testosterone Free Marketing. Yeah, Testosterone Free Marketing, The Yin and Yang of Marketing for Women. And um, wow. it became a business bestseller. It sold in 16 countries, yes. and I spoke in, wow. um, you know, Canada and Seoul, Korea, and, you know, all kinds of places. I had foreign rights deals, you know, published in other countries, but um, it was, it was wow. pretty awesome. And, you know, the crazy thing is, is at the end of this cruise, I'm going to get off the ship. I'm going to spend a couple of days in, you know, in, in uh, London, kind of enjoying the city and everything. Um, and then yeah. I have a speaking engagement in London. Why? Because I wrote a book. Wow. And even though I'm not even talking about that book anymore, it's because I wrote a book yes. that I got a speaking engagement there, you know. So. Well, that's, that's a good point I wanted to point out to our audience because many people in our audience are either novice or aspiring authors. Once a person becomes an author, they have opened all kinds of doors and, and gates their credibility. They can become public speakers. They can become workshop and seminar presenters. They can be whatever it is they want to do to be. And like you have right. just pointed out, corporate world and individual will come hunting for you. Is that right? Right. Uh, yeah. It's it's absolutely true. It really was my experience. And um, I mean, yeah. I I marketed the heck out of it, but. 
I found that interviews <laughs> like I'm doing with you today, Adian, um, yes. and speaking engagements were some of the best ways to market the book. I mean, I was working exactly. on a you know shoestring budget to do it, you know. So if yes. there was a speaking Most engagement, authors I would begin that it. way. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. I yes. mean, yes. yeah. I I I would take it. So, you know, I'm trying to I mean, put you in a in, in a pigeonhole so I can keep track of where you are. And here's what I came up with. See if you agree with this. Now, you're a book author, fast, but it's still very much alive in, in, in the world. You're a book coach and you're a ghostwriter. So if I use the formula, ghost coach plus ghostwriter equals helper of people who author their books. So you help people author their books. Does that yes, make sense? I do. <laughs> okay, great. So in other words, what well, you do is just, you focus your time on helping meeting, people write their books. Right. I just had a meeting with a client earlier this morning um, before this mm-hmm. uh, show. And with a gal, she's a client of mine in Detroit. And, you know, a lot of the things that people need support around, it's like, you know, yes, I can help them with how you format and how you organize and how you structure and how you, you know, uh, make a book look professional and, you know, all of those things and the editing and make it sing and make you sound fabulous, you know. But the other thing is a lot of times we, we have a way of kind of getting in our own way. And I um, have this client and she canceled her meeting with me like a couple of weeks ago, and I sent her an email, let's reschedule, let's reschedule. Finally, I sent her an email, and I said, you know what, this is a safe place, and my job is to help you get to author status. And I realize that takes more than me being like an English teacher to help you with this. Yes. You know, sometimes it's to help you over emotional blocks. Sometimes it's helping you yes, with time exactly. management. Sometimes it's helping you with, you know, whatever. And, like, within less than an hour, she, you know, emailed me back and said, okay, let's book it, you know. So um, I am not, wow. like, the grammar police with yes. people. I realize yes. that we all live busy lives. And um, it's all about, you know, being supportive and helping you get to author status. That doesn't yes. mean I'm not going to point out mistakes and things that I think can be better. But no, of I, course. Can do it in a, it's part of I can job. do it in a, yeah, I can do it in a positive way. So people don't feel like, yes. oh, geez, I should have really paid attention in fourth grade English class, you know, right? You know, so. there's a saying in Toastmasters, when we do a critique of it, individuals in their speaking or in their writing, either one, we don't call it a critique, we call it an evaluation. We don't show you what you've done wrong, we show you what you could do to improve what you have done. So I guess that's what you're saying likewise. You don't go and knock people down, but you build them up. Right. So yeah, that yeah. Being, it's, it's, it's absolutely yeah. true. And yeah, one of the things one of the things I do um, with my clients or when I give speeches or whatever is, you know, people say I want to write a book, but they're really afraid that they don't have what it takes to do it. And if any of your yeah. listeners out there are it's feeling true. like I don't know if I have what it takes to do it. I what I challenge, yeah. suggest that you do. I don't want to say challenge because it's not that hard to do. But what I suggest that you do 
is go within the next couple of days, maybe even today if you have an extra 20 minutes, to your local bookstore, whether it's a Barnes & Noble or if you're, you're in Canada, it's a Chapters or Books A Million or whatever it is, and walk in there, <laughs> excuse me, and as you're standing, looking at, out over all those bookcases and all those bookshelves, tell yourself, you know what? It is not humanly possible that all the people who wrote all these books are better or smarter than I am. Ooh, interesting. It's just wow. not humanly possible. That's what we approach yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just not humanly possible. And so when you kind of affirm that, then it just becomes a matter of consistency, receiving guidance, staying motivated and inspired, which somebody like me, I help people to do, and uh, making it, you know, then you make it happen. So. Well, then when they go to the library and look around at those books, they could take it a step further and take a few books off the shelf and look at the writing style of each of the authors and see one, two, or three of them might even set their similar writing style. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, you know what, you can go to a library, but um, the thing that I like about bookstores is that a bookstore is a business. A bookstore is where people uh, buy and pay money for books. Yes. Okay? And, yes. you know, if you're going to be a book author, you want people to read your book, but you also want people to read pay it. For buy and books. read. Yes. Right. Because yes. what that means is that they VNR. value the information. Yes. You know? They value it. You work oh. with people who want to become authors. Now, do you work with families who want to become authors, mothers who want to become authors, children who want to become authors, or is there a specific uh, niche I, that you work with? I work with, generally I'm working with business people, um, and yes. a lot of them are what I call wisdom professionals. Um, they might be a coach. Uh, they might be a trainer. They might be um, therapist. I've had both psychologist and a psychiatrist as clients. Um, mm-hmm. I've had yeah. uh, management consultants. Um, they, they are people, I call them wisdom professionals because basically they sell their wisdom, all right? Um, I yes. help people with books that are meant to help make the reader's life better. So I don't help people with novels or mysteries or children's books or things of that nature. It's books that are designed to make Mm -hmm. the reader's life better. And the reason is because that's the kind of book that I write, and that's the kind of book that I read. You know, it's like I'm thinking the last time I read a novel was like Da Vinci Codes by Dan Brown, what, maybe 15, 16 years ago? You know, how could I be authentic as somebody who helps people with novels when it's just not my cup of tea, you know? Nothing wrong with it, well, great entertainment value, but, but um, you know, I like to stick with what I feel I can authentically help people with. There you go. But you help people from your passion, not from your brain alone, but from what you have in your heart. And if you or anyone wants to help people, wants to do something, wants to become an author, it works a whole lot better if you do it from passion rather than from thought. Right. 
So right. with that, yeah. yeah, with that in mind, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, move on a little bit. Of, and, and let me ask you, what's what's the average number of pages in the, in the author's book that you write that you help them write? One hundred and eighty to two hundred pages. Um, wow! Wow! So that's a great, significant number. It's a full-length book, and you know what? That's not just a silly number. There's a strategy to that, okay? Because oh, really? a a 160 pages or longer is considered a full-length book, okay? I want mm-hmm. my I want my clients to have a little bit more than a full-length book, even though when they go out and they look at other books on similar topics, they will be longer than 200 pages. They might be 275 or 300 or 225 Mm -hmm. or something like that. However, you see when you go on Amazon, you see an awful lot of these e-books that are 25 pages, 50 pages, 60 pages. Here's the problem. When you go to promote yourself, and that's your book, that's your product. Let's say you're you uh, as you're an author, and you got your new ebook, and you're all excited, and you try to get on radio. All right, um, I'm talking like you know terrestrial radio, like you listen to in your car or something like that. Um, they will yeah, ask you how many pages long. How many pages long is your book? All right, if it's anything under about 150 pages. They won't say, oh, we're not going to interview you because you don't have, a, you know, a substantive enough book. They'll just say, oh, we're really, really busy. Yes. We'll get back to you. And then you never hear from them again. Okay? Yeah. Um, the same thing goes for getting on the platform to speak at an event or something. If They will ask you, how long is your book? You know? And if it's shorter than about that length, they'll say, okay, well, that sounds good. Thank you so much. We'll get back in touch with you. You know, because they've got smart. They know that there are a lot of junk authors out there, you know. Yes. Um, uh-huh. I, I mean, I've talked with people who've written a book in a weekend. And, and I, I said, what do you consider a book? How long is it? 25 pages. I'm like, geez, I could write that in a day, you know. And literally, I could write that in a day. <laughs> So so the yeah. other thing they'll ask about, and, and you, you see a lot of this in the last 10, 15 years, is what's called collaboration books. Collaboration books. And uh-huh, what they yes. do is they try to get a, they don't always, but they usually try to get one or two big authors, like a Tony Robbins or a Mark Victor Hansen or a, yes. whoever it is, to contribute what's considered a chapter, you know. <laughs> And that yes, chapter yes. is generally a 1,200-word article. And then they get 40, 50 other people to pay thousands of dollars each to say, oh, you're going to be a, a co-author with Robert Kiyosaki or you're going to be a co-author with Les Brown, you know, yeah, along with 40, 50 other people, yeah. you know. So that's become the other question they'll ask when kind of weeding people out is they'll say, did you write your book with any co-authors? You know, and if you say yes, they'll say how many. Well, if you wrote it with one co-author or maybe two, that's no big deal. But if they say, well, um, there's 50 co-authors, they'll weed you out because they know you wrote a 1,200-word article. You know, and 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 the other thing is, is it gets buried into the middle of the book, and nobody ever reads it anyway. So here you spend thousands of dollars to be considered a book author. 
and you're not. You wrote a 1,200-word article, and people see it. People get it. You know, it's like you're trying to cheat the system, yeah. you know? Wow, amazing. So. Yes, yes, yes. Well, so. let's get back to what's going to happen on this uh, cruise you're going to have. Take us through it from beginning to middle to end. It starts where? I am going to put my face in the breeze. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> okay. um, it starts in Miami, Florida. You know, they have the cruise ship uh-huh. docks there and everything. Yes, um, most people yes. will, most people will fly in the night before so they don't have to worry about, you know, oh, what if my flight is late? I might miss the boat or something. And yes. I found yes. a hotel where they will pick you up at the airport, and then the next day they will take you down to the docks, you know. So free, you know, wow. free shuttle yeah. So, So that's kind of a nice yeah. thing. So a step on the boat on Friday, April the 28th, okay. And I don't have the itinerary mm-hmm. with me, but for the first, I think it's like the first five or six days, you're at sea, you know. So you're doing the workshop, you're writing, you're enjoying all the amenities the boat has to offer. Of course, people who've done cruises before know that, you know, cruises include all your food and all the entertainment like yes. shows and all those kinds of things. That's, that's part of the deal. Yes. Yep. That's part of the deal. Yes. Now, if you drink, if you drink booze, or they usually have a couple kind of fancier restaurants, they'll charge a little bit extra for. But, but um, you know, it's it's fine, right? Um, but anyway, yeah. we're going to be making stop all the days that we are at sea. Okay, all the days that we are at sea, we will be doing our meetings um, as a small group of four aspiring book authors and me. And then we will be making stops in um, uh, uh, an island, a Portuguese island called Ponta Delgado. We'll be stopping in Lisbon, Portugal. There's two stops in Spain. Uh, There's one in France. And you can can literally take a high-speed, 180-mile-an-hour train to Paris, spend a couple hours in Paris, and get back on the train, you know. Right. Wow. Or there's things to do in the city that's right pretty close to the boat, too. So, and then um, you get off the boat on Friday, May the 12th. So it's a two week cruise, you know. So you got two weeks to get away from stress and emails and everything going on in your life. And you get off in Southampton, England, which is, I understand, it's about two hours to London from there. You know, so uh-huh. you know, some people will go straight to the airport and fly home. Other people will spend a few days in London. Um, that's what I'm doing. I'm spending a few days in London. So because I've never been yeah. there before. So I've been to Paris, but well, I've never been to London before. So anyway, so that's Same here. Same with me. I've been to Paris. Yes. That's the deal. Now, what okay. I am going to do is about a month before. We take off on the cruise. So this will be right about April 1st. I'm going to be doing four mm-hmm. webinars with the four people so that they can put the foundation of the book in place before they step on the boat. Okay. Okay. Well, good. So good. that good. means that they, yeah. have done their, um, they have done their organizing. 
They have done their competitive analysis. They have done their overview. They have their outline ready. They are ready to write. Okay. Now, that's something that I didn't do the last time I did the Write Your Book workshop at sea. And so, um, you know, the people, when they step on the boat, they will be farther along with their book than they've ever been before. All right? And then after after the cruise is over, like about a week and a half later, which I'm doing that for them staying in London a little bit while, and then I want to give myself a couple of days for jet lag. Um, but but uh, about 10 days, we're going to get together again for our, another webinar, and then every person is going to get a private session with me in addition to that, just to see where are they at, how are they coming along, and of course they're you know they're going to be because it's such a small group with only four people. I'm going to have. Every yes. single day I'm going to have people say, Denise, I'm stuck with this. What can I do about that? And we'll do little hot yes, seats and sure. we'll do little exercises to help people open right. up and come up with better ideas and, you know, all kinds of things like that. So, Denise, I've got to wrap that up. About a minute left. Um, okay. Where can people contact you if they want to go on okay. this cruise with you? Um, contact me through LinkedIn, through Facebook. I have an event page on Facebook about this. And uh, if you connect okay. with me, I will send it. Um, my website is internationalbookwritingguild.com. If you answer the contact form and just say, I'm interest- I want information about the cruise, I will send it to you. So. Fantastic. Fantastic. Good timing. Right on time. Denise, you're welcome back anytime. If something comes up, you want to bring it back and come back, let us know. We'd be more than happy to have you. Thank you so much, Thanks Betty. Thanks for taking time today. It. You're welcome. Oh, it's been fun. It's always a pleasure listening to you. All right. I get motivated right away. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Denise. All right. Take care now. All right. Come cruise with me. Take yes. care. Thank you. Okay, Bye-bye. then. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.